Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Award-winning broadcaster Roy Green is keeping you company on your weekend. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You want to back, uh, listen back to something that we've aired? Just go to RoyGreenShow.com in the podcast. All right, just go there and you'll find it. You'll hear it. You can download it. You can send it out. You can play it. You can do whatever you want with it. RoyGreenShow.com. You'll also find uh, my comments there. There's the one on the first, or at least the um, first responders and what they're facing in this country. Particularly, we were talking about the province of Ontario the first hour of the show. Nine first responders in Canada have already committed suicide in 2016, nine of them. And uh, I think Manitoba and Alberta recognize PTSD as a workplace illness. Uh, Other provinces do not. And dragging their stupid little feet is the uh, government of Kathleen Wynne and her predecessor, Dalton McGinty. We, if you were with us, you heard a police officer, 25-year police officer, call in, struggling with PTSD. He got support from his association. The government was nothing for him. WSIB, the board that's supposed to help, not there. Norman Traversy, firefighter, firefighter of the year in Mississauga, 1997. Struggling. Nothing. Nothing. Um, and when he, when, when they, when they did give him, you heard him say, when they did give him another job, he had to fight to get a job somewhere in the bureaucracy. They gave him a, put him in a cubicle, put a shower curtain behind him and put a sign in front of the shower curtain, curtain said caged animal, Norman Traversy. These are first responders. These are the people at the other end of the 911 call. It's just outrageous. Anyway, that's there. You can just go to RoyGreenShow.com, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'll put it on uh, on Twitter later. Catherine Swift, former chair of the CFIB, WorkingCanadians.ca, now. Linda Leatherdale, independent business journalist at LindaLeatherdale.com, vice president of Cambria, Canada, at Linda Leatherdale. Doll. <laughs> It's just I'm funny now. to live it down. It's funny Stop now. it, Roy. Okay? <laughs> leather, <it>. leather doll. <laughs> it's Al Leatherdale. That's my Twitter You're handle. You're never living that down, Linda. You know that. So yeah. no, no, suck it up. I, I blame that. Suck on it up, Linda. Oh. Suck it up. You're never going to live it down. Frankly. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know what? You can't get one past Catherine. Catherine just tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like what I sent you in the email about the dog? I love the dog comment. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Be a little too raunchy for the air. <laughs> oh, I'll take a look. And the ever um, well thought out in whatever she says, Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament. The only time she really blew it, Michelle, the only time you blew it, or I mean really blew it, is when you decided to be honest with the people of Canada and your party went after you for that. That's the only time, you know, you should have just been as crooked as the rest of them. It, it, well, it certainly would have made life easier, but uh, 
I wouldn't be able to live with myself. But they offered you a, an office with a bathroom. Well, I don't need to. I need. I don't need an, another bathroom <laughs> that badly. <laughs> the problem is Michelle is cursed by integrity. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. T- there's a news. The there's a bump in politics, as we know. No matter what your partisan stripe. There's a bumper exactly. sticker if they if they still make bumper yeah, stickers. The problem is integrity. <laughs> cursed with integrity. <laughs> Uh, for those, for the few people who don't know, Michelle Simpson, as a liberal member of parliament, decided to inform the, the entire country, the entire world online, on her webpage, what her expense spending was as a member of parliament. For that, she was, um, for that, she was severely punished by her own party and shunned by the rest of the boys and girls in the tiny desks in the chateau by the Rideau. We're, we're so lucky to, to have you. Okay, uh, kids, let's start with this. Federal government adding $900 million to, uh, to the tax bill for Canadians because they're now going to, uh, once again, it appears, allow public sector unions to bank sick days, 15 a, 15 a year. And I suppose when you get to retirement, if you haven't taken many sick days for 10 or 15 years, that allows you to retire early on full pay and life is good. Michelle, since you have the direct Ottawa connection, why don't we start with you? Well, I... To repeal that after uh, Harper impl- the Harper government implemented it, like reduced it, severely cut back. T- to my way of thinking, it is simply, the, and I'm a liberal, the liberal government pandering to the unions and trying to secure votes for the next election. I just can't imagine having fought that fight to go back and repeal and say, oh, no, boys and girls, we're going to give you back your 15 days that you can bank, especially when you've got unions like the teachers' union and this, the fist fighting that's going on for, for on that same issue. It To me, it's outrageous. It's just pandering. And, and within the first three months of being in power, maybe that's something that you, if you're going to do it, do it a couple of years down the road. All of the pressure must have been intense. Well, they want people to forget, though, Roy. Do this kind of yeah, stuff early, right. and by the next election, everybody will be, you know, la, 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 forgetting it. I suppose. But you know, Michelle, you're bang on. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to look at the reality of this issue. I have never heard of one person in the private sector that banks sick days. Sick days are for when you're sick. I know that sounds simple and moronic, but it's true. They're not a, a, a little bonus that if you don't take them, you can, you can cash them in later. And I know, I mean, I've, I worked a few years, as you know, in the federal government back in my 20s. I was appalled by the sloth and incompetence, but anyway. Um, and, of course, in my lobbying, I saw people working in government all the time. And the common practice in Ottawa is you retire, and then you get paid for another six to eight months Full paid because of your bank sick leave. That is wrong. It's it's it, and it's also unaffordable. I mean, the, the tweet I sent out, Roy, you might have seen it after I heard that was the Liberals have just lost any credibility on fiscal issues because they're wasting close to a billion dollars on this thing. And as Michelle said, the Harper government did all the heavy lifting. They got all the grief from the unions, and it was a lot of grief as it always is. And, and so the, the deed was done. Why not just leave it alone? And is that nine hundred million a year or just nine hundred million? A year. A year. That's yeah. what I thought. A year. Yeah. It's a it's a big ticket item. It is a big ticket for item a, for a government that is not rolling in dough. That's right. That's right. The last thing they need is another nine hundred million when we know that they're looking at uh, deficits and you're looking at net debt that's growing and growing and growing. Come on, guys. And you're so right. Do you see this in the private sector? 
Come never, on. I have never seen it once. And we, the taxpayer, are paying for this stupid. I mean, we pay through the roof for, you know, as you know, for rich pensions. And observe. And by the way, too, there's been a, tons of research by a number of different organizations that shows that government in general, not just federal, right across the board, they take roughly twice the number of sick days as the private sector does. And it's abuse. It's, they're not sick. Well, the stress they're, factor. They're, it's Ca- Catherine, it's the stress. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's funny, though, Roy? Uh, there's also a lot of data showing that the the longevity of public sector workers is much greater for that than that of us poor slobs who are paying for them in the private sector. So I don't think that stress argument is really going to hold. You know, and I'm going to say this, and I'm I'm not going to point my uh, cannon at the average worker who's who's been hired to do a job and is represented by the union, and you know they they get the deal. And they and they take it. I'm going to point my cannon at the government. I'm going to point my cannon at the union leaders the union too. Who, yeah. who shake their hand, you know, have a little hand, secret handshake, and off they go. And guess what? The rest of us have to pay for what was. No, I agree, Roy. I don't blame the individuals either. No. The whole no. system is corrupt, and people are just functioning within it. Okay, let's look at this one now. The Fraser Institute, Fraser Institute, does a study and they assess the premiers who are the most fiscally responsible, the best and the worst fiscal managers. Four of them on the list are gone, no longer premiers, so we're working with a working list of six that are remaining. At the top of the list is Christy Clark of British Columbia. Just below her, marginally less than a percentage point overall, is Philippe Cuillard of Quebec. And I know Linda almost choked on her apple when she uh, <laughs> when she saw that information. Then I, then I sent out a little email selling, saying, the guy's good. Yeah. He's actually good. He really is. And he takes no CRAP from anyone, um, including the unions. And then there's yeah. Brad Wall, who follows. And of the six active premiers, who's the worst as a no. fiscal manager? Gee, who could that be? Who could it be? Who could it be? Somebody who made us pay, overpay our hydro bills by $34 billion? Oh, my God. That would be and by the way, it. the one that runs the largest province in the country. Yep. So when they have problems, everybody has problems. So how significant, Michelle, how significant is this particular piece of information? The fiscal management of the sitting premiers, ultimately, in the big picture, how significant is it? Well, I don't know that it's terribly significant because it isn't news to anyone that follows these things. You know, you, you you could have predicted, with the exception of Quebec, uh, maybe, but seriously, it, none of that came as a surprise to me. Um, and I don't think that there's going to be any lessons learned, particularly in the province of Ontario. I think they're just going to poo-poo it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how well, people can get away with. You know, you talk about what's going on. Alberta has some serious issues, really serious issues. And this week we had the prime, the, 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 the uh, what's his name, the prime minister who was there. <laughs> And uh, meeting with the prime minister, meeting with the with the premier, meeting with the uh, oil industry executives, I would have loved to have seen been a fly on the wall, you know, just out of reach of the swatter. I would have loved to have been in that room listening to what was said. So Alberta has huge issues that need to be addressed, but um, but 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 they get a, they get away with it. This is this is the thing, like you said, it's it's madness. There's no accountability. You run 34 or 37 billion over. In what you charge, what the 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 ratepayer has to pay for hydro, and the extension is what is it, 131 billion over the next 10 years or 15 years? It's uh, well, it's going to be up to over 60 billion total, is what I've heard. 
So, so I think it's more than that. General, you know, I think it's more than that, Catherine. Over, yeah. Well, it could, it could well be. I think it's 130 billion. Well, well, what we know is, but come election time, by this, by the way, come election time, all forgiven. Lots of things make me crazy, as you know. Is is that these governments pretend they're representing the lower middle income people? They're killing the lower middle income people with this kind of garbage policy. You know what it is? It's like Bernie. Huh? It's like Bernie, uh, Vermont Bernie in uh, in the States. Vermont Bernie's running around talking about political revolution. Well, first of all, <laughs> revolution, I don't like the word coming out of a guy from Vermont. Um, but anyway, the people who are signing on to Bernie's madness are thinking, a lot, I mean, some of his ideas sound good. But what they don't realize is Bernie's not saying, I'm not going to tax you. He's not saying, I'm only going to tax the billionaires. You're going to get the shorts taxed off of you, too. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but, but that's exactly. the reality. That Any, anyone, anyone with a brain and who realizes how tax systems work, you will never, ever tax the rich, however defined, because these days the rich are getting poorer and poorer, as you know, <laughs> in definition, and, and get enough money out of that, because there really aren't that many of these hyper-rich no. people. Or they will simply move out of your country, your province, whatever, and on and on. You will never get enough money to do what you say you're going to do. Kids, so I have to take a break. As you alluded to, Roy, yeah. everybody pays the middle class tax cut. There was, a, there was an oh. interesting survey last week. The Canadian big middle tax cut, uh, middle class tax cut, sorry, say that fast five times. Um, nobody's noticing. Why? Because it's minuscule. I have to take a break. I got into trouble for calling you kids. I got in trouble for calling it. I got in trouble. For, no, I did. I got in trouble for calling it checks. I got a. I got an email. Oh, really? I got email saying stop calling them checks. Stop calling them kids. What am I? Don't stop calling them beauties. I don't know what to call you anymore. The beauties. Beauties works. We will come back with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, and we have some other issues to get at. Stay with us. Informative and entertaining. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. They are the beauties, Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, and uh, I'm the other part of it, and I know that Premier Brad Wall of Saskatchewan listens to this program a great deal. I know that we're on uh, Denny Kader, my mayor of Montreal, follows me on Twitter now. And I just want to mention something to Denny. And I sort of put it on my webpage and Facebook today. Mr. Kader, come on this show. You can say what you want for as long as you want in any language you choose. No one will interrupt you. We just want to hear what you what you have to say. However, Premier Wall did point out to Mayor Kader something about equalization payments. And <laughs> Mayor Kader fired back something really brilliant, like we have four and a half million people, you only have a million and a half. Yeah, but you have eight billions worth of eight, eight billion liters worth of sludge that you pumped into the poop that you pumped into the St. Lawrence. Same same rationale. Here's what Premier Wall tweeted. Earlier this week, I follow him, he follows me. 2016-17 equalization payouts in billions, okay? How much did B.C. get beauties? Nothing. Nothing. How much did Alberta get beauties? Nada. Nothing. Nothing. How how much did Saskatchewan get? Nada. Nothing. Nothing. Okay? Alberta and Saskatchewan are in economic 
extremely challenged times, particularly Alberta. Yeah. How much did Manitoba get? I'll give it to you. $1.7 billion. Oh, got something, yeah. So it goes up. Uh, how much did Ontario get? Or well, will Ontario one. get? Two and change. No, two, I think it was 2.7? Uh, 2.3 billion. 2. Now, okay. now, the Socialist Republic of New France. Almost 10 bill. 10 billion on the bottom. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now we keep going east. New Brunswick, uh, 1.7. Nova Scotia, 1.7. PEI, 0.4. Newfoundland and Labrador, nothing. Unbelievable. Well, but that was because they used to get it for years, but because they suddenly had offshore oil, oh, I know. they actually yeah, moved into the house column. I'm just giving you the I'm just giving you the numbers. You just wait now; they're going to be back in the ha- so-called. No, no, no. I'm just giving you the numbers. But here's the yeah. situation, right? You have Alberta and Saskatchewan that are facing challenging, really challenging situations because of the drop in the price of oil and what that's done to their provincial economies. They get nothing. Mm-hmm. They contribute. Uh, Quebec gets $10 billion. A fair bit of that goes to, to Montreal. Meanwhile, Denny Kader has got the nerve to point his finger at Brad Wall and say, there's four and a half million of us and a million and a half of you. That's just crazy. What's with this guy? He's one of the few people, he's not unique, but I almost got in a fist fight with once. Oh. In the House of Commons. Really? It was at a finance committee. My money's on you. Hearing. Oh, I would have gone for it. Oh, you would have. I I mean, he's bigger than me by a lot, but I'm quicker, you know. But anyway. He's bigger than you, but he's not taller than you. He was so mad at something I was saying, which was based on fact, by the way, um, that he came, he started walking around the table. I thought, okay, let's go. Seriously. Wow. (laughs) Seriously. Wow. Well, he said, he said, I told you, I told you about the time he was on the air with me, right? And we're on the phone. And we're going at it. And he said, I'm not doing this on the phone. I'm flying down there to see you tomorrow face-to-face. Then he walked in. I'm 6'2", 230. <laughs> Hi, Denny. He became my friend. <laughs> Bonjour, Denny. <laughs> I actually liked him, you know, for, for well, a period I of time. feistiness. And yeah. I like the fact that he took on the police and the fire union. Yeah. And they were doing disgraceful things. Exactly. By breaking into the legislature and disrupting everybody. Yes. And I like that about him. I like yes. that feisty. But, you know, he, should, he, has to, he has to put a little sensible meter there. So it's good to be feisty, but pick your issues better, you know? Not yeah. transfer payments where you guys are getting gobs from the rest of the country. We have 20 seconds. Let's have a wrap-up statement from you all. Maybe we sing a little chorus for Denny. I just, anyway, Michelle, please, just a final thought on anything. Uh, well, I would like to see Denny be on your show as well. So don't be a chicken. With us. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yep. <laughs> I'd like him to come on and say whatever he wants to say for as long as he wants, and I wouldn't interrupt him. And it would be important for people to hear what he has to say. And then if you stuck around and took some calls from Western Canada, that would be also very important. Oh, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. Yep. Beauties, thank you. You're the best. Thank Aww. you. Roy. Thank you as always, Roy. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Will do. And we'll wrap up and tell you about tomorrow in just a minute.